Hi, good evening. Um, I'll be taking my prayer today from uh, the book of Hebrew, chapter 3, verse 1. It was one of the scriptures that we read today. And it says, Therefore, holy brothers and sisters, who share in the heavenly calling, fix your, fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. My prayer today is in line with the theme of the convention, which is purpose, and is taken from the book of Isaiah 14, that the o Lord Almighty to help us to guard our, our thoughts, to guard our mind, that as we are at the feet of Jesus today, to hear what God has in store for us through apostle, or you know that God Almighty should open our mind to open our heart, that our thought will be fixed on Jesus. But when our thought is fixed on Jesus, that's when all the, the you know, you know, the purpose and the plan of God for our life, so it will be. Without our gaze being on Jesus, the, we don't want to swell away from the purpose of God for our lives. So I want us to lift up, lift up our voice and pray that Holy Spirit should help us. Whatever it is that is coded in us from Satan, that Holy Spirit should remove it to help our heart and our mind to be fixed on Jesus in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, our Lord and our Redeemer, we come before you at this hour, Lord, to ask for our, our mind, our heart, our thought to be fixed on you, Jehovah, that our thought will not be swelled away by Satan, that our thought will not be given away to, 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 to the things of this world. The word says, you know, um, speak the kingdom of God and all other things shall be, shall be added to you. That in everything that we do, our high should be on you. Our high should be in, in, in line to our purpose in you, Lord. We don't want to find our purpose outside of you. Everything that we do, Father, as youth, as individual, we want our heart to be fixed on you. We want our thought and our mind. Holy Spirit of God, guide us. Holy Spirit of God, come into us. Send your fire into our mind, into our soul, into our body, that we, we, we will fix our thoughts on Jesus, that our thinking, our mind will not, be, will not be given to Satan, will not be deceived by man, we will not be deceived by the things of the world, we will not be deceived by the things that is going around us, but we will fix our gaze on Jesus, we will fix our gaze on the things above, we will fix our gaze on, on, on our maker, we will fix our gaze, our thoughts on the things that are good, on our purpose in Christ, for it is in Christ that we can find ourselves, our Lord our Redeemer, we pray this that it shall be so for every youth member of CFT and everyone that is listening that we, 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 our mind and our soul will be fixed on Jesus so that we will not be deceived, we will not enter into error, as youth we will not enter into error, as children growing in, in God we will not enter into error, as adults that we are already on, this, on the path of Christ we will not go into error, the King of Heaven will help us, will guide our mind will guide our soul in all our thinking, anything that might be in us that is not right. Jehovah, through the Holy Spirit, wash us clean as we are listening to understand our purpose that Jehovah, you will help us. King of heaven, you will help us to go through this, to, to align ourselves with the will of the Father for us. In, thank, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Brother Toby, Obafemi, can you just lead us in a prayer? Please. Uh, I'll take my prayer point from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 10 and 11. Hebrews 4, verse 10 and 11. It says, For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. 
Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. So the prayer point is just for God to rid us of any disobedience, to rid of herself and to allow us to lean on him and to be obedient to his works in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your rest. We thank you for your quarters to enter your rest, O Lord. We thank you for the sacrifice that the Lord Jesus Christ made on the cross of Calvary for us, Lord. We pray, O Lord God, for ourselves and our family that you will give us a heart of obedience to fully enter that rest in Jesus' name. We pray that we will follow the example of Christ, O Lord, and be obedient in all our ways in Jesus' name. We pray, O Lord, that we will not go by the wisdom of man, O Lord, but we will go by the wisdom of God in all things and that we will lean on the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. We will lean on the knowledge of the Holy Spirit. We will lean on the counsel of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. We pray that our heart will be obedient to the voice of the Holy Spirit. We pray that we will be obedient to the instructions of the Holy Spirit in all that we'll do in Jesus' name. And we pray that in all that we'll do, we will enter the rest of God, even till Christ comes in Jesus' name. In Jesus' holy name we have prayed. Amen. All right, can I ask Nicholas Sarah Kafor? Amen. Praise the Lord. So I'll be taking my scripture from Hebrews 4, again, the scripture for today, um, verse 1, and I will also read verse 15 and say my prayer point. It says, Therefore, since entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you, that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. And in verse 15, it says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. And I pondered on this scripture, the, the theme for this week is purpose. The ultimate purpose of every believer is to enter God's rest. That is the ultimate purpose, that we will make heaven at all costs. So we're going to pray that, Lord, help us, that we will not fall short or be found wanting. Let us be careful. Guide us by your Holy Spirit. Guide us by your word. You are the high priest who intercedes for us. You are the high priest who became flesh so that you can empathize with us. So let's pray that as God was an example on earth and he did not sin, that we too will, will study his life and we will um, not fall short. And the ultimate purpose to enter into God's rest shall be the destiny of all of us. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word because your word is true. In Hebrews 4.12, it says your word is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. So, Lord, we know you, your word is truth and we stand upon that truth. Thank you for the promise of rest. Thank you for the promise of your ultimate rest, Father, that every the destiny of every believer is to make heaven, is to enter into your rest, the place, the place you have destined for us. For Jesus, you said, I'm going to my Father to prepare a place for you. So thank you for that hope we have, knowing that you have prepared a place for us, knowing that we have somewhere for us to, to, de- to live with you, to dwell with you. Father, we pray, Lord, that help us to not fall short. As we live on this earth, as we live our daily life, help us, Lord, to not fall short. Help us to be obedient to the Holy Spirit you have placed within us, that we will walk in your way, that your word will guide us, your word will caution how we live, your word will caution, caution what we say. Everything that you expect of us, Lord, as Christians, that you have given us an example by being flesh yourself to prove that we can live according to your word. Lord, empower Empower us. Empower us. You high priest that empathizes for us. We thank you. Strengthen us. Strengthen us that our living will be as you and, and as you want it to be. It was Joseph's obedience, Father, that even he reached his destiny. He had a life of obedience. So, Father, we pray. Give us that 
a heart of obedience, Father. We will not fall short of your word. Father, we will fulfill destiny. We will enter your rest. We thank you, Lord Jesus, because you have strengthened us. It says, for the Spirit of God has given us everything we need for life and for godliness. It teaches us to say no to sin. Help us, Lord, to say no to sin, to stand upon your word, O oh, Father, that at the end of it all, Lord Jesus, we will all enter your rest. We will reach our destiny. We shall fulfill everything you have mandated upon our life, O oh, Father, and we shall dwell with you in the heaven forever and ever. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yes, I will call um, Dickie Samuel now to lead us in a prayer. Before we have um, uh, Dickie Michael from Nigeria to give us a reflection. So, Dickie Samuel, please. Good evening. Um, I'm going to read my t- take my reading from. Sorry if my screen goes off for a second because I'm using the Bible on my phone as well as the Zoom on my phone. Um, I'm going to take my reading from two, two scriptures, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7, and the first, and 8 as well. Um, so the Holy Spirit says, Today, in your, in, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness. I'm then just going to quickly go to chapter 4, verse 7. God again set a certain day, calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David as the passage already quoted. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. And this actually ministered to me just now, to be honest, because in both chapters, the, the, the message that has been sent verbatim is today, if you hear my voice, do not harden your heart. So we're going to ask the Lord, Lord of Lords, melt our hearts, make our hearts, the, the Turn our hard hearts into, turn, if, your, if my heart is hard, turn it into a, into a heart of good soul, a heart that can, take your, that can take your word, that will be able to nourish your word and will enable, to, enable your word to grow. Let's begin to pray. Father, Lord of Lords, Prince of Peace, your word says, today if you hear my word, do not harden your heart. Father, we are gathered here today because of you. We come before you and we say, Lord of Lords, soften our hearts, Lord God. Melt our hearts, Lord God. Prince of Peace, make our hearts into that of good soil, Lord Jesus. So that when your word, Lord God, is is ministered, when your word is sown into our hearts, Lord God, Father, it will be able to grow, Lord God. It will be able to find nutrients, Lord God. It won't be like that of the the heart of of the rocky ground where the enemy can come and snatch it away, Lord God. It won't be like that of the the heart that that had shallow soil, Lord God, where there where the roots were not able to grow deep into, into into the soil in order to in order for the plant to grow, it will not be like that of the of the of the soil, Lord Jesus, where there were rocks, Lord Jesus, where Lord God, the cares of this world, Lord God, begin to choke, Lord God, that which we are that which you have stored within us, Lord God. It will not be it will not be like that of the rocky ground, Lord God, where the sun, Lord God, will scorch the scorch the word that has grown within us, Lord God. Prince of peace, we come before you and say, Lord, soften our hearts, Lord God, melt our hearts, Lord God, for the things that for for the, for, for your word, Lord. Till, turn over the soil in our hearts, Lord God. Dig the soil in our hearts, Lord God. Break the, 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 the hard ground, Lord God. Father, break the hard ground, Lord God, so that the word that is, that is spoken tonight, Lord God, that, 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 that we will hear tonight, we will not just hear, Lord God, but we will also do, Lord God, so that, Lord, the word that, is, that will grow within us, Lord God, will multiply into its, into its hundredfold, Lord Jesus, into its sixtyfold, Lord God, into its eightyfold, Lord God. Praise the peace, we want to maximize that which you have placed within us, Lord God. We want to 
to maximize that which you and that you, that which you 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 will speak into our lives today, Lord God. Make us receptive. Ask the Lord, make me receptive to your word tonight, Lord God. Break my heart, Lord God, and make me receptive to your word tonight, Lord God. Father, make me a, like a sponge that will absorb and soak in everything that you that you that you that you will speak tonight. Everything that you will speak concerning me tonight, Lord God. Make me receptive, Lord God, because I know, Lord, that no one comes before your presence and remains the same. So, Lord of Lords, break my heart, make my heart into that of good soul. Soften my heart, Lord God, so that as I hear your word, Lord God, as your word is planted into, 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 my, into my heart, that you will be, the word will be able to grow, Lord Jesus. For, Lord, you said, Paul, Paul sows the seed of Paul waters, but only you, the Most High, actually uh, makes, the, makes the seed grow, Lord Jesus. So break my heart, Lord God, so that the seed can be planted and so that it may grow, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. And I'd like to invite the King Michael from Lagos, Nigeria, to give us a brief reflection. The King Michael. Yes, before the King Michael speaks, can I just say this, uh, certain interject to you, that um, I want to congratulate all CFT Youth Global. And I want, us, I want to congratulate you for a number of reasons. One of it is because it has been our plan and dream to uh, make this convention as it is, which is the convention in London, which is the general headquarters, is world convention, where we should be having representative from all over the world. Now, in the past, we have had representative from Africa, but we have not been able to have representative from, of course, we have representative from some Europe, uh, European countries as well, Ireland, Germany, but we have not been able to have a meeting where all our youth global will be Partaking, this is the first time ever in our history for 30 years that this has started. It took 30 years to achieve the purpose. It's quite interesting that the topic that God has given to us is the plans and purpose of God for your life. That is the main caption. We just use the word purpose as a capstone. But the title of this convention is the plans and purpose of God for life. And that is what came from that scripture, which is our prime scripture that we have read. So in this week, we are going to be having youth ministering from various churches across the globe. As I have gotten information from the pastors of those churches on their list. I went to their, to their youth um, profile and I appointed various youths. Will be ministering, and the one that is going to be uh, taking us through five minutes reflection today is Deke uh, Michael. I call him Angel Michael. Uh, one of the uh, he's one of the members in in uh, in uh, Nigeria. Can I ask Deke uh, uh, Michael when you come in? I want to tell us when did you join Christ with about Introduce your name, the parish you belong to when you join Christ with Tabernacle, and then you can now start to talk. And we can enjoy what God is going to be giving through this man. I want to listen attentively to what heaven is saying through the lips of uh, all these people who will be speaking with you today. And so I bring Angel Michael on. I hope um, you can unmute yourself now, Angel Michael. And uh, let me give you spotlight. All right to you, Angel Michael. Good, that apostle. Good evening, sir. And um, mommy, good evening, ma'am. And um, I'm honored to 
to be on this platform. I was shocked when you called me today, but I believe the Holy Spirit will help me. Praise God. I, I thank everyone. And um, yes, I'll quickly introduce myself. Uh, my name is Angel Michael Odiase. Apostle called me Angel Michael. And everybody knows me as Angel Michael globally. I I joined Christ of Christ Peter Bonaco in 1999, immediately after my secondary school. So I met Apostle, and ever since then, I've never let him go. Praise God. And over the years, Apostle has mentored me. We've traveled, we've seen the good and the bad in the course of a crusade and other kingdom business. And to the glory of God, I belong to Christ Peter Bonaco, Lagos, Ogba brand to be precise, with my father and the Lord. Pastor that was Shokong, and my mother, Pastor Bumi, that was Shokong. And uh, Christ of Bonaco has been my foundation, and this is where I belong. Even though I, I waka waka around Nigeria, to the glory of God, I'm back home. Praise God. And tonight, I'm honored that Daddy said I should give a brief talk, and Holy Spirit helped me. Tonight, I want us to open to the book of uh, Isaiah 14. Verse 24, we happen to be a scripture for this convention. We talk about purpose. Praise God. And it says, the Lord who commands, amen, Isaiah uh, 14, verse 24, the Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as our plan, so shall it be, and as our purpose, so it will stand. Praise God. And I also want us to open to the book of Jeremiah 29, verse 11, which our, our father and Lord just talked about. He said, For I know the plans that I have for you, declare the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Praise God. I want to congratulate every youth that is on this platform globally. It's a great honor to be here tonight. And I pray God Almighty strengthen me and give me grace. One thing is sure, that God is sovereign in all the earth. And his purpose will we triumph in spite of arrogant human scheme or system. Whatever might be going on in the world today, one thing is sure, the plans and the purpose of God for mankind, for his children, stand sure. Praise God. One thing is this. Those who will not, those who will not deliver themselves into the hands of God, into the hands of God's mercy, cannot be delivered out of His justice. That book of Jeremiah, the that we just read about, was talking. We talked about about the prophecy against against Babylon and Assyria. But in this whole scenario, something came out that God is sure and God is supreme. Amen. So in this season, in this time, in this age, when the world, when the world system, when the echo space has turned bizarre, where so many things have failed, where men are beginning to ask where is God and where nations are turning to God, despite the turning of, to God by nations, other nations, their hearts have been hurting that they don't even want to hear about God. But despite it all, God has a plan and a purpose for his children. And the plan and purpose of God is always good because every good thing comes from God. Praise God. In this season of convention, I want to encourage all the CF2 youth globally that the plan of God, despite 
the calamity and disaster that is going around, up around the world now, there are plans of good and not of evil. There are plans to prosper us and there are plans to give us hope. And that hope is secured and sure in Christ. Whatever happened, for the Bible say, a thousand my fault at our side and ten thousand at the right hand side, but it shall not come near us, only with our eyes shall we see. That has proven itself in the, in the case of COVID-19. Many have died, many are, are sick, but one thing in the Christ's faith tabernacle family, we didn't lose anyone. That is to say that the confidence of God over Christ's tabernacle stands sure and can never be broken. When our plans are unended or our dreams are shattered, when we feel as if we have lost it all, those verses in Isaiah encourage us that we should turn to the Lord. Whole plans cannot be frustrated. Our plans cannot be frustrated in the name of Jesus. And when we have seen our plans and dreams go astray or crumble, God has a plan for the whole world. God has a plan for every member of Christ's faith tabernacle global. God has a plan for all his children globally. God has a plan for your life, for your, for, for your family, for your health, for your finances, for your marriage, for your ministry, and the plans of God are good plans. They are good plans. They are plans that you can rely on any time, any day. Because God cannot lie and God cannot fail. The Bible says, this is the confidence that we have, that whatsoever we ask, in the name of Jesus, God will do. So, each time we are faced with difficulties, it's time to turn our face to God. And I pray in the course of this convention, all the youth globally will turn their faces to the Lord and God himself will take away our shames in the name of Jesus Christ. In the face of worst tragedy of disaster, remember, God has sovereign plan for the whole earth, for the nation Nigeria in particular. For the nation Nigeria is not encouraging any young person in the way of the Lord. But despite it all, we have made up our mind. We have made up our mind not to cut corners. We have made up our mind not to be rebellious. We have made up our mind not to be disobedient. We have made up our mind to focus on God based on the fact that every day from the household of Christ's tabernacle, we are being fed from the scriptures daily, and we are growing spiritually, physically, and otherwise to the glory of God. And we thank God for the, our Father and the Lord, for our Mother and the Lord, and for everyone God has placed to lead us and they have been doing this in, in accordance with the will of God. Praise the Lord. The whole earth may burn. That is why we cry out to God in confidence, knowing that we will fulfill his purpose. Amen. His purpose for us will be fulfilled. Our family and everything around us will fulfill God's purpose in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God's plans is pure. God's plans is secure. God's plans cannot fail. God's plan is good. God's plan is perfect. And we cannot do things on our own. That is why we need to rely on the Holy Spirit. We need to rely on the power of prayers. We need to rely on the power in the word of God. That everything that God has said, everything that God has written down for us, everything that we see in the scriptures, is that each time we open the word of God to read and reveal himself to, to us through the scriptures, they will work for us, they will help us, they will guide us in the path of fulfilling God's purpose for our lives. And I pray tonight, even as we continue in this convention, 
in this for the bible said the world is eagerly waiting for the manifestation of the sons of god who are the sons of god we are the sons of god we'll pray in the course of this convention god will open our eyes open our heart open our mind open our spirit to know our purpose the purpose that he has called us into this life into this ministry that at the end of it all will bring glory to god and will shame the devil and the world will know there are people raised by Apostle A.T.B. Williams and Reverend Omar Williams who have turned the world for Christ and the name of the Lord be glorified. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We exalt you. We give all the glory for in Jesus' holy and anointed name we are prayed. Amen. Apostle Daddy, thank you. Mommy, thank you. I'm honored. God bless us all. Amen. Put your hands together for Angel Michael. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Can you see, uh, here are some things that God was doing to Angel Michael. I, it was in this afternoon when the word, I was seeking God concerning this meeting. Really, since yesterday after the prayer, I had to keep on praying and seeking God for who knows uh, until I was able to have a little nap. And throughout the day, concerning this convention, because this convention is significant. It's significant for many reasons. One of the reasons because this is the year God said to us at the beginning of this year that the promise he made and the vision he showed me in 1984, he said we have entered into it this year for 36 years or rather 30, 30, 35 years. We waited for it. So, and then I expect things to shift because God said that is the reason why God gave us the caption of our year, the year of new beginning. But literally, we understand in, full, in fullness what God was saying. And if you look at what Jamaica said, he joined the church in 1999. And uh, I tell you, <laughs> there is more about Jamaica, which he had just summarized in a rap uh, just while he was speaking. But I will reply you to this. The things I want to teach you are just what he's saying. I was listening to him as God spoke through him. I heard God say, if you cannot deliver yourself from God's mercy, you cannot deliver yourself from God's judgment. While he was speaking, he said that. Number two, he went further and said, when our plans are shattered and dreams seem or seems unfulfilled, God has plans for his children. Number three, he said, God cannot lie. God cannot fail. Number four, he said, the whole earth may burn. That is why we call on our Lord. And number five, he ended up by saying, God's plan are pure, secure, cannot fail. And they are perfect. I think, you know, those of you who are doing hashtag during this conference, you should take these uh, five things as hashtag. And when I start speaking to you now, I want to see immediately after this meeting, as I'm speaking, hashtag is flying in your, in your, in your, in your comments and you know, in your, uh, all your social media. I go and came with thank you so much for the privilege and honor you have given to us. To see this very time and this occasion where you are visiting the earth and shaking the foundations of what people believe and breaking the reliance of men 
so that the things that can be shaken will be shaken and confusing the learned of the world. So that the heart of men may turn to you, though you have shaken the first shaking. Everybody was afraid at the beginning of COVID-19. April, May was full of fear. A lot turned to the Lord, but many, many more people did not even recognize that God is the one that is shaking the heavens and the earth. Even some church people, some great leaders in the church, felt it was the devil's hand. But it was you, because you said we shake the heavens and the earth, you will punish the iniquity of man by plague. However, the world had not repented, and by the principle of precedence, another is coming. That will shake the reliance of men and totally shatter their hope. It may not be plague, and it may be. Who knows? Because in this end time, you have to use every means possible. To break the heart of men so that as revival is springing forth now, hearts of men may cry to you the living God. For God is not interested in the death of sinner, but that all may come to repentance. Because of this, your global plan for the whole world. And so we bless and glorify your holy name. Lord, it's little time we spend, transform our heart and mind, Lord, by the word that we are looking into. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Amen. Now this week we are going to be looking at the plans and purposes of God for your life. Can I say the learning outcome will be, one, at the end of this lecture, everyone who have attended will know that God has planned for them individually. You will know that God has planned for you. More convincing than any time. Number two, you will know that the plans, for, the plans of God for you is good. And you will know how to access the plan because you must know the plans. You will also know how to understand God's plan for your life. You will also know the path to play, that is the path to do, so that your daily life will fulfill God's plan. You will not live any day of regret after this week because every information will be given to you to know how to, you know, what to do, the pathway to foretold, so that the plans of God for you will happen. You will not get involved in something and then regret that. Why did you do it? It will not happen to you anymore Amen. if you follow these days. Then you will look, you will also know the requisites that God is giving to you. Visions in line with God's plan. How to pursue vision in line in God's plan. And the fact that every vision fulfilled brings glory to God. Now tonight is to introduce you into the lecture. Of course, the, two, the, 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 the major scripture we are looking at is Isaiah chapter 14 verse 24. The first caption tonight therefore is God has a plan and purpose for your life. You must be sure. You must know and you must be sure that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Isaiah 14:24. It says, The Lord Almighty has sworn, Surely as I plan, so it shall be, as I purpose, it will stand. If you look at this scripture, it says, The Lord God Almighty has sworn. What caused God to swear? When there is no one to swear to. 
is because what God was about to say is so paramount. And it is a saying that must not be missed by the whole world, especially by those who claim to know him. Now, because it's a caption, we will go right through to the end of that statement. It says, the Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan, it shall be, as I purpose, it will stand. And I went further to say, I will crush the Assyrian in my land, verse 25, on my mountain, I will trample him down. His yoke will be taken from my people, and his burden removed from their shoulders. And verse 26, it says, This is the plan determined for the whole world. This is the hand stretched out over all nations. And I want to also recognize this, that God is not talking about his plans and purpose only for Christians. But God went about to say his plans and purpose is for the whole world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but everlasting life. John 3.16 But today we are in this conference we are not particularly going to be talking about the plans of God for the whole world. But I wanted to know this just like the previous speaker spoke A.J. Michael that it does not matter what happens in the world the plans of God will prevail. Know that. However, he also mentioned that he prayed for his country, Nigeria. And he mentioned that in, the, in his country, Nigeria, the government does not have any platform to encourage the youth to know Jesus. I want to say to you, in England also, our government is not concerned about that. <laughs> And I think the reason why government is not concerned about that is because there are two governments God assigned in every nation. The first government he assigned is the spiritual government. And the subsidiary to it is the government that manages the country. And every nation must know this and every church and every Christian in every church must know, in every nation must know this. If you want the government of your country to do anything by God, the authorities in the lives of the, the church of the living God in that nation. And we attain it by praying that will into the parliament, praying that will into the government, praying that will into those who are in authority. And if we insist and pray it, it will happen. The same thing, if there are, you know, Satan is messing around in our nation, the Bible tells us, 7 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and repent of their wickedness, then will I hear from heaven. I will heal their land, and I will restore their land. But if you look at, the church pray, but they do not repent of wicked ways. And this is one of the things that make prayer of the church over nations ineffective. But however, in our own time, you need to know, each one of us, we need to know, in God's global agenda, which God said, it is a plan determined for the whole world. All right? And then it says, this is the hand stretched out over nations. I can say to us that the perspective we are going to be looking at that today and throughout the week is, 
If we look for a nation that will do the will of God on earth, we will not find it. However, you and I have two weapons to enforce the will of God upon our nation. Number one is prayer. Number two is for you and I to succeed in the plans of God for us. And when we succeed in the plans of God for us, some of us will be heading organizations across the globe. We will be heading, we will be holding the key decision making. Like those who decide for medicals among the creep of the, of the decision makers, you will have children of God. Those who decide finance of nation, you have children of God. Economies of nation, you have children of God. Judiciary of nation, legislator, engineering, science, every field, you have children of God. And when we fulfill and we are successful according to the plans of God, we will be the entity which God will walk through to legislate godly legislation, to bring in morality back to the nation, to bring the nation out of derailment back. Because you see, anybody who is a leader in a country without the Holy Spirit is just a puppet of the devil. In another words, I'm saying that Satan can use them. He can steer them wherever he likes. They have no power. They have no, no strength to say no to the devil. Because the way the devil operates is invisible. He operates through the mind of people and he, can, he will take over their mind and they will make laws that are, that are terrible, you know, for the society. Laws that will create a lot of problems for society and they will have problems they don't know how to solve it. Because during this meeting I'm going to be talking to you. You are going to have understanding about knowledge and wisdom and, 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 and discernment. And because one of the things that can happen for the will of God to happen in our nation is for everyone born of God to fulfill the purposes of God. And this is why we are looking into this very scripture. If you look at the book of Jeremiah, very quickly, Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5. The area we are looking at, the first one, is that God has a plan and purpose for your life. Now, if we look at that, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, he said, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. Now, write this down. This is God speaking. In this scripture, God made his plan known or to be understood by man. First of all, he said, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So, God's knowledge of you predates your conception. God didn't just know you when you were conceived. Your parents and my parents, they knew us after we were born. They didn't know us before we were birth. Really, when they gave birth to us, they knew us, they didn't understand us. But God's knowledge of you, you must know this. Either you are Christian or not, because this is a global broadcast. If you are a human being, you have existed in the heart of God before he sent you to this world. The second thing is that before you were born, I set you apart. And this scripture tells you that before you were born, God has a, a purpose for you. He sets you apart. God's knowledge predates your conception. God's purpose for you predates your birth. 
It's not after you are born, God is thinking, what shall I do with this one? What shall I become in life? How can I place him? No. And number three, I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. The third one is, God's appointment over your life predates your conception. God knew you before you were formed. His knowledge of you predates your, 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 your being formed. Before you were born, you have in his heart. His purpose for you predates your birth and his appointment of your life. That is what he appointed you to do. Maybe you have well, for life, you may be an engineer, you may be a judge, you may be a doctor, you may be a lawyer, you may be, you know, a computer scientist, you may be this, whatever you'll be. And then the spiritual, you may be an apostle, you may be a prophet, you may be a minister of health. All those things, God appointed them before you were born. Now, if I haven't shown you this in that Jeremiah, I will want to say therefore that the next thing you need to know is this. The plans of God is to prosper you and never to harm you. The plans of God is to prosper you and never to harm you. And you have that the first scripture I will read about that is Isaiah, uh, Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Now, let me help you understand this. So, God's plan for you, only God knows it. No medium knows it. No witch can access it through Ouija board. No Lucifer, no demons. No matter how much meeting they did in the, in, the, in the camp of hell, they cannot know it. Because God says, I know. And of course, the scripture that tells me that and can validate that verbatim is the book of 1 Corinthians. You know what? One thing you must know, which um, I thank God that uh, all of you are witness of that, is that in Christ with Tabernacle, there are some things that God said verbatim. And in those things, we give it to you so that you are, you, you, I mean, nobody can argue with you. What God verbatimly said is what he has said. He does not need interpretation, neither does he need anyone to help him. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. However, it is written, no eyes have seen, no ear has have, no mind has conceived. No eye has seen, no ear has had, no mind has conceived. And I will say this, no eye can see, no ears can hear. And no man can conceive what God has prepared for those who love him. So it is. People say that, oh, some people have known my future. They have blocked my future. It's nonsense. It's a lie. It's a lie. Pure lie. I will let you know at the end of these lectures, the reasons why people fail and their future is, is useless. It is by your own handwriting. Not because of Satan at all. I will help you know where Satan comes into the business. But now, it is not possible for any man to know. Why? Because it says in verse 10, But God has revealed it to us by his Spirit, Holy Spirit. Why? So you know that for you to know any plan of God for you, for your eyes to see it, for your ears to know it, to hear it, your mind to conceive it, 
It can only be through one custodian, God the Holy Spirit. He is the only custodian of the plans of God for anything. Anything. In CFT, you know, we are all witnesses. When God tells me that this is going to happen this year, at this month, this is going to happen. All what happened to our previous government, Theresa May's government. I told you the month that the, the, there will be division in the, the parties. I told you at the beginning of the year, the very month that Conservative Party will break into two and Labour Party will break into two, how they will come together, the breakaway, to form a coalition, how it will fail. At the beginning of the month, the year, I told all of you. Date and time, the very month that Theresa May will leave, I told you. Before it happened. How did I access it? The Holy Spirit of God. I told you what is going on now across the globe before it happened. And I told you about the economic crisis before it happened. I told you about your own success before it happened in the midst of it. Your protection, your success. It is the Holy Spirit of God who can tell you what God has in his heart. Not demon spirits. Not satanic spirits. And Christians should know this. And stop accusing the devil for what he does not know. Christians accuse Satan more than Satan accused them, I think. He says, God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. And in verse 11 says, For who among men knows the thought of a man except the Spirit of the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God in him. I rest my case. If the Bible says no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God in him, I want to say to you also, in this part of the lecture, that the plans of God for you is according to the thoughts of God for you. I think that is Isaiah 55. Look at it from verse um, 54. Isaiah 54. Um, I think it's from verse 7. We will look at that very, very quickly. The plans of God for you. Yes, 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 yes. Isaiah 55, verse 8. And it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. So when God has a plan, he has a thought for the plan. And if this scripture says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways. Alright, that tells you that there is no spirit under heaven. That can access the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God within it. So, if anybody has been blaming Satan for failure, let me tell you anybody who blamed demons and Satan for failure, they will never see success because you are blaming the wrong man. So, when you pass your responsibility to other people, you will never be able to fulfill because you don't even know that it's your responsibility. And as long as you don't know it's your responsibility, no matter what other people do, you cannot. It's like somebody is reading for you. People are reading, you have examination coming, and you are saying to your father, your brother, your sister, that please help me read, help me read this topic. You read this topic for me today. You read this topic for me tomorrow. And they didn't read it. You said that you are the one blocking me. Why are you not reading what I'm telling you to read? I can't, can I pass? Let them read for you. When you get to the exam, what can you ever pass? So also, if you, if you blame Satan and demons for what they did not do, for the responsibility that God said verbatim that you should do, okay, or the responsibility God has given to angels or to the Holy Spirit. If you do not recognize those people who, you know, who are the appointed for the responsibility, you will never be able to go to the right source and use it. And this is a fundamental reason for, for life wasted on earth, even especially among Christians. Struggling for success. Pray, 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 fast, 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 and think I'm getting worse. 
That is the reason for it, not because of demons. So what I'm saying to you, therefore, is God's plan for you is to prosper you and never harm you. Go back to that 29th chapter, verse 11. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans of God is only lead to prosperity. It does not harm you. You remember? Plans of God will give you hope and a future. Let me say this to you. I'm so sorry if any one of you is, is uh, running after becoming a celebrity. You better change your mind because Satan is the one who set up all those systems. Are you with me now? <laughs> That's the reason why when, if, if a celebrity dies, you know, whenever they, they mention somebody dies, a celebrity well known all over the world, people are crying, they are money. You know what always comes to my mind? I always ask the question, where is he now? Where he's going? He will never remember that he was any celeb. Where he's going? Because now God has given him his own time on earth to determine his eternity, and he has spent all his glory. Especially, majority of them sent power with Lucifer. Who also inside the heart of people to celebrate them so that they will pop up like him. We're going to end this lecture by it. One example, the first person that frustrated God's plan for his life. And you will see, you must not be deceived. Oh, yeah, my name is on the board, billboard everywhere. My, they are calling my name in the House of Lords, House of Representatives. They are calling my name. They are putting me on television. It's nonsense. When the world celebrates you, really, the Bible says you should be very careful. Very careful. It's a, it's a trap to hell. That's why Jesus said, do not seek, take honor. Do not seek honor from men. The same thing if you are a minister and then you want your name to be flying all over the whole place. You know, you know, if they have to introduce you, they have to talk about, you know, all this stuff, accolades to If that's what your desire is. And if the day that they just introduce you, you feel very hot in your spirit, then Satan got you. I'm not saying that people should not be honored. Of course, if you go to university, you came with first class, you'll be honored. If you invented something on us, you'll be honored. Are you with me now? If you, if you, you know, uh, uh, used by God over something, you'll be honored. But that honor is not to you, but to who? To God. We read it today in the book of Second uh, Samuel, in chapter 20, when, Sam, uh, when David began to give all the accolades to God for what, what God has done in, your, in his life. Of course, you know that when David killed Goliath, they honored him and said, David slay one uh, thousand, David slay uh, ten thousand. So, but David never sought it. And any child of God never seek honor. But if you run your life because you are seeking honor, I'm so sorry for you, it is a trap of the devil. It always ends up in sorrow. That's why a number of them, they have money, they have fame, they commit suicide. Can you imagine what is the, what is the sense behind somebody? You make money, you make fame, and you commit suicide. Or you start taking drugs that will kill you. And they couldn't help you taking drugs, killing yourself. You can understand, therefore, that God is not in all those stuff. The prosperity of God cannot harm you. It will give you hope and it will give you a future. Number three, God's plan and purpose for your life are in two parts. You must know this. All what I've been sharing with you is just the second one, that the plans of God is to prosper you and not to harm you. And number three, God's plans and purpose for your life are in two parts. Part one, is for life. God has a plan for life. That is the gender you are going to be born, whether you are going to be born as a woman or as a man. God did not give birth to middle ground. 
He gave birth on earth to man or to woman. Any thought contrary to it is not good. You must know this very, very well. So if God is not in the thought on earth, it's either from man or from the devil. Mm -hmm. God created them male and female, period. He did not give them different ideologies concerning gender. You do not choose the gender by which you are born. Somebody called God chose it and programmed you like that. You don't get to the world to, to, to think about who, which gender are you. And your gender is not determined by what you feel or the way you feel you are dressing. That has nothing to do with your gender. That is an influence either by man or by demons. If it is by man, it is anti-God. If it is by Satan, it is anti-God. You need to know that. So, God has planned for your life what gender you are going to be born, the family in which you will be born, the, the way you will grow, you know, that is the environment which you grow, the kind of friends that you will have, and as you are growing, the career path you should choose and the career you should become, the area of, uh, of, of establishment, whether business or stuff that you should do, and then all the friends you will have who are, who are responsible to helping destiny to be fulfilled. God has planned for life, who you will marry. You must not make wrong decisions in all these things because if you make wrong decisions in them, each stage of your life, any, any decision you make that is not in line with God will end up in sorrow. It will end up in pain. It will end up in regret. And some of the regret can be remedied, but some of the regret you have to live and die with it. And it will be a thorn in your flesh throughout your life. And you don't have to if only you have sought God. Who knows his plan for you? In the book of Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it says, God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us out of his own glory. Now, if you look at that, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, 2, we say, before I formed you uh, in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you to be prophet. You will understand and agree with me that if God knew you before you were formed, so he must have formed you according to his knowledge about you. That is where you see some people have some talents and others don't have those talents. Some people have some gifts, others don't have those gifts. Because God knew you before you were conceived. He had programmed your metabolism. Okay? Your anatomy. In line with what he knew that he was sending you for on earth. But if you see, that Peter also now said, he had put provision inside you for what you will become. That's the reason why you see, you know, we don't behave the same way. We don't reason the same way. We don't act the same way, though we may have similarities as human beings. However, we have our own uniqueness that in some areas, you are so unique. Nobody, if you come into a group of people, when it comes to that area, they hand it over to you because you are unique in that. Others are unique in other things. Because God knew you, he foreknew you, and he programmed you according to his foreknowledge. And he put inside your spirit all provision that you need for life. To be successful in life is in the spirit of every man. And godliness, to be godly to the core, is in the spirit of every man. But you see, he qualified it and said, through our knowledge of Jesus, who called us by his own glory and goodness. And the rest of my, uh, my discussion with you now for the next five minutes before I stop, we'll focus on that and tomorrow we will carry on. Understand that, Deficiency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ 
is tantamount to to uh, uh, disconnection from God's divine order. The efficiency of the knowledge of Christ is tantamount to the to the to the to the to the to the, to the, to the rejection or, or alienation of divine order, and that's the reason why. If anybody goes by the platform of the world to succeed, all right, if you look at them, those who are fraudulent, they succeed, and they are fraudulent, look at the trade that will follow. It's severe, torture, sorrow, punishment. Those who are, you know, you who follow godly pattern, they will not be Christians, but they follow godly principle Bibles. They, some of them read Bible more than Christians who are not Christians. They, are, they interviewed Richard Branson some years ago. I saw it on television. And he says that, um, you know, uh, uh, I saw it. I saw it. And he said that, uh, and they asked him that, what is the secret of your success? He said, cast your bread on the water. It will come back to you plenty. I said, ah, this man is a Christian. But he doesn't mean he read it in the book of Solomon's, Solomon. And he practiced it. A lot of, if you go into many careers, when they are to teaching, uh, Ecclesiastes, they, that's the most important solution. If you if you go into 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 lecture, you know you see many people quote the scriptures and quote the life of Jesus Christ, and they are not Christians, and that is the principle of their life, and they will get results because if you follow God's decree, you will get results. The only thing they will not get is eternal life and the things that come thereof. So, but those of you who know Jesus, therefore, you are not limited in life, neither are you limited in godliness. But the bedrock for your limitlessness is your knowledge of Christ. Number four, the knowledge of God exposes you to God's great promises. That is what the knowledge does. What does your knowledge of Christ do? He exposes you to great promises of God. And what does the promise of God do? What does he earn you? If you look into that same chapter 4, chapter 1, verse 4, it says, through this knowledge... He has given us his great and precious promises. You know, when a person has a promise from a higher person, it means that you have a hope, and that promise you can grab it and realize it and, and utilize it. He says great and precious promises so that through these promises you may participate in divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desire. So a Christian who does not know Jesus is limited to success. That is why many Christians say, Satan stopped me. Satan did this. Demon does that. Because they don't know Christ. They don't know the word of God. That's why in Christ the tabernacle, and for all of you who are, who are affiliated churches under me, and prophetic voice ministers, I always say to you, Jesus is the answer. Serve God in God's way, and you will see the God of the Bible. And I've said to you, enough of playing jokes about Christianity. Here we are not playing jokes, man. I, I tell you, the experience I have in God, I make it known to you. What I do to get it, I make it known to you. I want you to go higher than me. Any leader who doesn't want that, I wonder why people should follow him. Any leader who is saying to you that, ah, he, you know, this anointing cost me. Which cost? Which cost? Which, well, maybe it costs obedience. That's all. But presenting it as if they paid a particular price to earn what they got is rubbish. Jesus said in the book of John 14, 12, he says, if you have faith in me, you will do the things I've been doing, and greater works are you do. If Jesus wants the church to do greater works, any man sent by God wants the people following them to do greater, so that I can sit down, and I think I've got there. Now, this is 30 years of CFT, and this is the year of new beginning, and this is the, you know, Yacht Convention 2020, and God will empower you in this time. Already I am seeing some of you 
do greater than me. It makes me happy. Because those of you who have followed the path of, of, of what we are teaching you, in your early 20s, can you imagine, mid-20s, you have become executive by 30. Look at how much God has blessed you. Some of you, when you speak about the salary that you are earning, we pray for you and God give you the salary. This is a salary that we could not earn for 25 years. It took us about maybe uh, 35, 45 years to get to that level. And you are getting it straight away because the word of God is true. We teach you, you follow, and you are getting the results. And we are happy. Woe to the leader who does not want his members to support, to surpass him. And so, you know, hiding things from them. Come on now, if Jesus hides things from us, or Holy Ghost hides from us, will we get to where we are? Don't you understand? The knowledge of Christ is what gives you the knowledge of the promises. The knowledge of the promises is what brings you the manifestation of the glorious promise. It says, through this we have been given... They are giving us the, the great and precious promises so that through them we may participate in divine nature and escape corruption in the world. Now, that will make me tell you this, and I think we will stop there, and then I will read, I will, I, tomorrow I will carry on from there. If you look at this scripture, this scripture does not only deal with your access into success, which is the great and precious promises. I am successful because God said it, I believe it, that settles it. You are successful because God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. Tomorrow I will start from, from this, on reading to you the promises that give us entrance into success. That's what I will begin to teach from you, for you tomorrow. But you must know this. Anybody who has the promises of God, there are two things that will happen to you. Okay? You will participate in divine nature. You command the sick, he shall be healed. You speak the word of God and it shall happen. You speak, sinners shall, be, shall repent. That's divine nature. You speak over nature, it shall happen. Like those of you in Nigeria who are watching me, you will agree with me. You will remember when we went to the altar and to the crusade and witches were promising brimstone. And the witches sent rain and ants suddenly filled the whole place with their ants. You remember when I took the microphone and I commanded in the name of Jesus on the spot, not gradually, the, this rain ceased. All right? And the ant disappeared. You are my witnesses when I said on that day, there shall be no rain for seven days. Or, no, I said there shall be no dew or rain in this city until I say so. And it was in, the, in June, the midst of heavy rainy season. And the cloud was heavy. But after saying it, rain stopped. First day, no rain. Second day, no rain. Third day, no rain. Fourth day, no rain. On the last day of our crusade, we went to the king, and the king said, Apostle, the farmers are crying. This is the time for the rainy season. And you commanded rain to stop. Rain has not fallen in our city. And I said to the king before you, I, I, as I leave your city, as I drive down Lagos, behind me there should be a, a flood in this city. Ah, the king said, Amen, sir. Amen, sir. I said, you have rain to a flood. So that the rain of six days that have not fallen, you will have them in one day. And the moment we left the city, as we moved just about one mile away, we were looking at the city behind us. There was heavy downpour in the whole of Ottawa. Ottawa was flooded. As the Lord has spoken. And this can happen only through the great and precious promises. When a man understands the great and precious promises of God, you will partake in divine nature. And I can tell you many, many more things. You are weaknesses. You are weaknesses. All right? Let me say this to you. All of you are my children. 
And if God does anything through me, the gene that formed me is inside you spiritually. I will say to you, what I, God has done through me, he can do. He will do greater through you. But you have to follow the path. The path is that if the Bible says something, as far as Apostle Williams is concerned, it is doable. Jesus was in flesh like us. We read that in the book of Hebrew today. Yesterday and today. And if he could do it, and he said we can do it, and he gave us the pattern to do it, why can't we do it? Why do we complicate what Jesus has simplified? Listen to me. In this convention, unction of heaven will stamp your head. It will fall upon your spirit. You will be transformed. Your heart, your mind, your soul shall be totally renewed. You will leave this convention in unction that you have never seen before. Amen. You will participate in the divine nature of God Amen. expressly, Amen. like Amen. Philip did, like Amen. Stephen did. Amen. They were young men when God used them, like Amen. Solomon at the age of 30, like, like, you know, you, uh, 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 Uzziah at the age of 16, Josiah at the age of 8, Dave, David at the age of 17, Jeremiah at 17. You will be filled with the spirit and power of the Most High. Anything that is trying to detract you will be destroyed and be broken. Amen. Listen to me. Understanding of Jesus leads you into understanding the great promises of God. Your knowledge of the promises is the entrance into participation in divine nature and escape of corruption. That's why apostles cannot be corrupted by man, by demon, by anybody. You can't corrupt me. What will you use to corrupt me? What? Tell me. Tell me. What will you use to corrupt me? Money? I don't need it. You all of you know how much do I eat a day. <laughs> you promise me rest, sleep, what to he that have comfort in Zion. For me, I'm a military man. In God. No rest until I get to heaven. I will get that. What are you going to you give me? House is useless. I was a jungle man. Who went from bush to bush in Nigeria doing surveying job? So what is it? Is it woman? I married one of the most beautiful wives on earth. Look at my wife every day. You will be thanking God for, for her. I married a good, beautiful wife. What are you going to use to entice me? That is nothing. Satan does not. The devil came home. He didn't find me. When he came to my house, they said that he has, he has moved. Hallelujah. <laughs> I have changed address where Satan was looking for me. So the address that Satan is going to look for Alfred, he does not live there anymore. He does not stay in that address anymore. That is with you as well. Come on, let me say this to you. You have the great and precious promise of God. And through them, you can participate in God's divine nature and escape corruption that comes from the evil one. So therefore, note this. Note, prosperity can only be achieved through the knowledge of Christ. Prosperity can only be achieved through... I'm talking about true prosperity. It is the blessings of God that make it rich without adding any sorrow. Number two, the major factor to fulfill your purpose in life is God's promises. <laughs> Therefore, your knowledge of the promise, promises is paramount. Number three, the major deterrent of your success are evil desires of this world. And number five, that's number four. Four? Yes, it's four. Prosperity can only be achieved through knowledge of Christ. The major factors to fulfill your purpose in life is God's promises. Therefore, your knowledge of the promise, promises is paramount. Number three, the major deterrent of your success are evil desires. And evil desire gives rise to corruption 
or decay. You know, when something decays, it has no more life in it. So if Satan can give you good desire and you buy it, you will rot while you are still alive. Which means that you cannot be alive when God is even giving you things. You cannot be alive when angels are working. But when the evil spirit that feed on decay come, that is when the stench will begin to increase. That will not be your, 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 your portion. Mm-hmm. So go home with this. Two things. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Open it. I want everyone to open Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. And I'll give you two seconds to do that. I will read it together now. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You measure. Uh-huh. Being careful to do everything as is written in it. You, then you make your way prosperous and have and be successful. Let me read the NIV, uh, the uh, New King James Version. It says, This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Correct? Just similar, it's the same with NIV. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Which is the same thing. For then you will make your way prosperous. That's why I'm reading it. Because this one says, you will make your way prosperous. And you will have good success. So what I told you before, that Satan is not the one who, who she precursed. No, we are the one who determine it. As it is that God is not the one who makes you prosper, but he has ordained prosperity as a terminal for you. But your obedience to the promises is what takes you to prosperity. Same thing. Satan cannot destroy your success. Okay? But he has set a pathway for you, which is a way of disobedience, evil desires, and corruption. If you follow that path, you will enter to the terminus of frustration. And the final scripture, which is your memory verse for CFT youth globally. You can read that, all of you, from your mind. Second Timothy 20. 2 Timothy 2.22 It says, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of pure heart. But you see, add to it today, verse 23. It says, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. And 24 says, and the Lord's server must not quarrel or must not argue stupidly. Instead, he must be kind to everyone, able to teach and respectful. The Lord bless and strengthen you. We are going to lift up our voices together. And I want you to pray, Lord, uphold me by your righteous right hand. Tell the Lord to uphold you. Tell the Lord, strengthen me. Strengthen me, Lord. Strengthen me, Lord. Help me, Lord Jesus, to love you, Jesus. Tell the Lord, help me to love you. Pray and tell God, let the love of God saturate my heart. Sovereign Lord, in you alone, our knowledge of Christ, our knowledge of Christ, ask the Lord to give you his knowledge. Ask Jesus to give you knowledge. Help, tell Jesus, help me to rely on you, Lord Jesus. Tell the Lord, help me to rely on you, Lord Jesus. 
Tell the Lord Jesus, help me to rely on you. Help me, Lord Jesus, to rely on you. Cry unto God. Christ is unto God. Let my hope cling on you. Tell Jesus, place me. Place me, Lord Jesus. Place me, Lord Jesus. Tell the Lord, connect my heart with you. I want to love you, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Tell the Lord, help me, Lord. Break every chain of the evil one. Destroy every evil desire in me. Tell the Lord, I come back to you again. Pray and tell Jesus, feel me, Lord Jesus, feel me, Lord Jesus, feel me, Lord Jesus. Pray and tell the Holy Ghost, send your fire into me. Lord, I pray thee. I pray thee, Lord Jesus. Connect your heart with Jesus. As you are hearing that song, connect your spirit to Jesus. Draw strength from him. Draw option from him. No bar or hair we have dominion over you at all. Then Jesus, I repent before you. Forgive me all my sins. Begin to pray and add the Lord Jesus. Cleanse me, Lord. Cleanse me, Lord. Cleanse me, Lord. Cleanse me, Lord. Pray for strength from the Holy Spirit. Let me say something to you. I have put this Zoom on. I've taken it off seeker view 
put it on gallery view because I want you to see me. I want to see you. There is unction that is transferred when you can see. If you are connected with this meeting, I do not expect you not to activate your video. You are like somebody who didn't come to church. Are you with me now? Because as I'm speaking, the people who can only hear without seeing are people who maybe by virtue of their area they are living, they are impeded. And people like that, the whole of their faith will follow what I'm saying. So when virtue come out of me, they get it. But if you are able to see me and you did not see me, when unction goes out of me, it will be very hard for you to get it. Because I told you, when we are having Zoom meeting, we are in church and the discipline of church, your heart should be of God. It's not a time that you switch off your video and get, allow the enemy to get you engaged in other detracting things. It's part of the gimmicks that Satan has used to hinder believers again and again. I told you, Satan can't do anything except what you permit him. Knowing fully well that where you are, Christ is there. The Father is there, the Son is there, the Holy Ghost is there, and you cannot get from God if your heart is not connected to God. You cannot get from Him. The Word of God over you will never pass over your head. I want to speak to your spirit. My God and my King, everyone you spend like me, out of their loins you raise men and women for generations to come. In the past, you have raised one man after one man. But in these days, you are raising multitude of people through one man. So that the gospel of Christ can be fulfilled all over the world. And so you call a man at a time. You reveal yourself to them and appear unto them. So that they will carry the covenants and spread it across the globe. And everyone that believes in the sense, as you said in Second Chronicles 2020, believe in God, you'll be established. Believe in his prophets, will prosper. Everyone that believes in their testimony, come under the same covenants that you made when you appear to them. Though they may see you, others may not, but they have seen you in them and through them. So you are the God of principle, the God of promise, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So my King and Father, I speak unction to flow out of my spirit into everyone now in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever area the enemy has hindered you, limits are taken away from tonight. I decree by the decree of heaven that the mercy of God will speak on your behalf. God said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. All the knowledge of God about you, I called them to manifestation. He said, before you were born, I separated you. The purpose for which God sent you, receive unction to fulfill in the name of Jesus. And he said, Father, I appointed you. Any one of you who is in the wrong position, I command unction from heaven to shift you to where you ought to be. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Both spiritually and physically. 
as it is that when God called Moses, he was a stammerer, a disability. When he called Joshua, Joshua said, I am a boy. I say that your impediment will never be able to hinder your fulfillment. In the name of Jesus, God will turn your weaknesses into strength. In the name of Jesus, and tonight you go with with a prophetic unction that will change your dreams, that will change your reasoning, that will connect your mind with the mind of Christ and enable you to read the heart of the Father in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. Stretch your hand before the Lord. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your bond of May he give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. You will shout for joy when you are victorious and will lift up the banners of the name of our God. May the Lord grant you all the requests of your heart. May the God of better reveal himself to you even beyond the comprehension of man. So shall it be and so it is. Any one of you that is sick, you are set free from sicknesses. Amen. Infirmity, I separate you from them from this Amen. hour. Anyone sick in the mind, I command mind very stop back in the name of Jesus Amen. Christ of Nazareth. Lord, we bless your name because it's done. Hallelujah. As we have asked this in Jesus' anointed name. Amen. amen and amen and amen. Before I hand over, let me just say this to you. Where we stop today is number four. First one, God has a plan and purpose for your life. I established that. Two, the plans of God is to prosper you and never to harm you. I established that. God's plan and purpose for your life are in two parts. For your life and for godliness. I introduce you to that. And the knowledge of God exposes you to God's great promises. And the great promises of God is the vehicle to participate in divine nature, and escape corruption that comes by evil desire. Not fasting. It's knowledge. Now, and I gave you four principles. Prosperity can only be achieved through your knowledge of Christ. The major factor to fulfill your purpose in life is through God's promises. Therefore, your knowledge of those promises is paramount for you. NCFT make you read Bible Every day. Number three, the major deterrent of success are evil desire. They come from evil desire. If the devil cannot make you, you know, convert you in your reasoning, he cannot hinder your destiny. And I said the result of that is corruption and decay. I remember how I explained decay to you. Decay makes you rot, so that. You cannot be fragrance of God any longer. Angels of God, intelligence of God, when they come around you, you cannot, you cannot react because you are decayed. But when demons come, you are attracted, you are, they are attracted to you, you are attracted to them. And they will continue to feast on the decay, on the stench. And so you must keep this in your heart. Tomorrow we are going to go from there and we are going to look at the promise of God. And all what I will teach you will be within these five cardinal points. The last one I will teach you is 
uh, number five, and that is um, only you can frustrate the plans and God's purpose. Tomorrow we'll get there, and then we'll look at the first person that frustrated God's purpose. And then the following days we'll go to other characters, and we'll look at what they did to frustrate God's purpose, those who enhanced God's purpose, and who were made great by God, what they did, and all to start so that we can have practical knowledge of what God is saying. May the Lord strengthen and bless you all. Amen. Amen. May the Lord continue to strengthen you. The prayer point that you were led, always write them down. And also, not only that, always make sure that uh, you pray them throughout the day. Uh, I want to thank every one of you, especially from branches all over the world. May the Lord continue to strengthen and bless you.